Good morning. Welcome to the Energy Works radio show. This is episode 44. And the topic I've chosen is cancer, friend or foe. So often when we hear the word cancer, we think of it as a death sentence. Or we can feel an immediate fear or resignment and a restriction. But what if it was a message from our spirit telling us to make change in either our thinking or our lifestyle or both? In her book, Feelings Buried Alive Never Die by Carol Truman, uh, she talks about um, cancer being a form of self-destruction and some of the feelings that can be inside the body because of those feelings. So sometimes uh, there are many factors that may contribute to, to cancer. So we know our body actually has the capacity to kill cancer uh, because cancer is usually cells in the body that are not responding to the normal signals and are doing their own thing. So these, the cells should kill themselves, which is called apoptosis, and this mechanism is dependent on a number of factors. So uh, there needs to be a right balance of minerals and vitamins in the body and also um, the cell walls need to be working effectively so to have the right amount of good fats in the in the diet. So also um, contributing factors can be um, parasites and different chemicals within the body that are not good for the body. And so some of these combinations are things that will um, give cancer the opportunity to thrive. But I think also our, our attitude and how we feel about ourselves would also um, come along with this form of cancer. So there was a lady that I um, recently met and she had been diagnosed with a, a type of lung cancer and um, you know was given some fairly aggressive treatment which she did not respond well to. So in the end she begged her family to take her from hospital and she went to see many other practitioners. She did a lot of um, work on her mind and now to see her, she looks like an athlete at 60. So for some people, the diagnosis of cancer, even though scary and awful, can actually be a life-changing experience and it may be to um, totally change your perspective on life, how you feel about life, how you treat yourself in life, how you treat your family, you know, how you're how your perspective is in life will will change completely. Uh, Sometimes it's not that we were bad or didn't think well, just sometimes we weren't respectful enough to ourselves and our body. And so our body quietly calls back to us, you know, to make change. So there are many people that I've met that when they have been diagnosed with a cancer, it has been life-changing and not always for the bad. Often it was for the good and that they felt that they, um, you know, they, they definitely changed their perspective on life. So um, in my family there has been uh, quite a, um, a few incidents of cancer and um, both um, the ones that come to mind are my grandmother and my my grandmother had breast cancer and my father had lymphoma. And both of them did different forms of fasting, which um, helped give them um, you know, a longer life. And I think, you know, fasting in a way, even just, you know, uh, we do it in our church like once a month 
and donate the food that we would have eaten to, um, you know, local people that are in need. So when we fast, it subdues our body and it allows our spirit to be even stronger. So it's important then to be able to tune into your spirit and what it's telling you. So there are many books that can, you know, help you do things like that. And even just reading good old scriptures can help you to tune into your spirit more. Uh, people like Carol Truman, Ian Siegel, uh, Louise Hay, and many others have written books talking about what the different diseases and problems represent. And it's um, it's important for us to think about, you know, what our body is, is telling us. So... I think the important thing is too to realise too that you know this life is is really like the university of physical life, and you know each experience that happens to us is for our learning and growth. And often the the, the ones that get us down and and are tough for us, we feel like have kicked us down or kicked us to the curb. But you know, really, it's been lessons that we probably could not learn in another way or that we've chosen not to listen to earlier, which would be in my case. So, you know, learning to listen and be still is, is often quite a difficult thing. And many people say to me, oh, you know, I can't meditate, I've tried, I can't do it. And yes, sometimes it's really hard. Your head talks all the time. And, you know, as we've mentioned before, when your head talks like that, it's actually your ego and it's not you. So it's important to, um, you know, acknowledge the ego and say, yes, thank you, and can you sit in the, the park bench now? I need to, um, you know, I need to focus. And even if you can just, you know, focus on the, your breathing, just think of your breathing in and your breathing out and just to focus on your body and just to do um, mundane things like that enables your spirit to um, be still and to be open to promptings that may come. And I think to read good things that are uplifting and, you know, that stimulate thought and stimulate um, pondering on higher ideals is very important. Um, there was an article, um, was actually a church article, it was a man that was um, called... Um, to do a number of things and he felt very overloaded and he hopped into a lift one day and um, he was looking down and, and you know in his head was how can I possibly do this and he when he got into the elevator um, his head was looking down and he was just staring at the floor and someone got in but he didn't look up and um, as, as that person got up he said what are you looking down why are you looking down or what are you looking at down there and it was a, a leader of the church, and he said, oh, nothing. And he said that he'd seen his big brief, the leader had seen his big briefcase, and um, he said, while pointing heavenward, it's always better to look up. I, I don't know if you're religious, but there was a scripture that he quoted. So believe in God, and if you don't believe in God, suggest put universe, but believe in God, believe that he is, Believe that he has all wisdom and all power, both in heaven and, and, and in earth. So I think all things are possible. We've all heard of miracles. We've heard of people doing amazing things. So one of the most amazing things I remember seeing was in the movie The Secret, a man, and I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, 
who owned a ranch who crashed his plane in that ranch and was taken to the hospital and put on life support because he was unable to breathe on his own. And they told him, this is your life, you're, you know, you're going to be a vegetable, you know, you're now quadriplegic, this is it. And they had a little Morse code that, because he could blink. And so he blinked to them, I will walk out of here by Christmas. And he did that. And as he lay there, he saw himself all the time walking and walking and walking. And eventually he walked. And to see him being interviewed, you would never guess that he had ever been on life support and unable to breathe on his own. So when I saw that for the first time, I was shocked. And I could only think, wow, if that is possible, you know, what are we thinking? Or what are we not thinking? And how much potential that we have to change and to do good with our lives. And even, you know, with our body, the most difficult things that happen to us can be for our growth and learning. Another friend of ours who um, had always been difficult, uh, was one of 10, but always the, the, the different one. He was diagnosed with bowel cancer. And uh, he went to Brazil to one of those, you know, healing cancer clinics. And he said, when speaking to him later, he said his body was not healed, but his mind was healed. And he was like a different person. Instead of being um, grouchy and hard to speak to and difficult, he was opened up and spoke. And I had this amazing conversation with him about his life and about, you know, what he believed. And he said, you know, whatever happens, he said, it's now an adventure. And, you know, whether it's in this life or the next. And his attitude changed completely. And I was so grateful for that conversation because then I went and spoke to my father, you know, in depth and told him that I loved him and, you know, talked a little bit about life. And my father died six months later. And um, I felt quite at peace, even though I, you know, missed him and with his passing. But I felt that I'd had that conversation with him. And I have had other experiences where I know that my father, even though he's, his body isn't here and his spirit still lives on. And I've had other experiences with people that have had near-death experiences. So whether the cancer is to help us change our life here and that there's great things for it to do, us to do here or whether it's something that will help us in you know, the next journey, it doesn't really matter. And being able to see that bigger picture is um, a little bit hard at times, a little bit scary. But I think it's important for us to see, you know, to see our life or our existence as more than just this life and to see the things that we are learning from the difficult experiences that we have. And also to remember to enjoy life. And I know for myself that that's a hard one for me. I tend to get a bit bugged down with the burdens of life and forget to just enjoy life and have some fun. I've actually been taking some time out to have a little massage on a weekly basis for the last few weeks after having run a heavy race, not a physical race. So I would like to clear some energy around this subject today to help us whether we have you know, cancer ourselves or whether we know someone that does or whether we're struggling to deal with, you know, the loss of someone through cancer or someone helping someone that's going through cancer to have, make meaning out of their life. 
So what comes up first is the seventh chakra, which is about being connected to to, to heaven or to, to God. And the first affirmation that comes up is, um, I'm worthy of divine love and protection. I express the appreciation for the gifts I am yet to receive. I think too when we are diagnosed with a problem or we have a problem, particularly if it's one that you know leads us to have periods of having to lie down or rest, there's a great deal of thinking that goes on and reflection and you know thoughts about life and you know the meaning of life and and actually you know making the most of life. And there's, you know, there's nothing, nothing more powerful than thinking about, you know, if if my life is shortened, you know, what would I do with that life that I have? And even if my life is not shortened, how am I going to bring my life into focus that's actually a benefit to me and to others, and to feel that I am living my life out loud? I can put one foot in the dark and have faith the light will come. And sometimes the light can come in the form of an idea or a thought or a book to read or just a feeling of peace. Um, Eckhart Tolle in his book The Power of Now spoke of how he was so depressed and his life was really terrible and he was having an awful time. And one day he just had this most amazing feeling of love and, you know, acceptance and like, you know, a really uplifting feeling. And, you know, he all talks in The Power of Now about being here and now. And sometimes, you know, we're very caught up in the past if difficult things have happened or in the future, you know, preventing bad things from happening or making the most of the future. But we forget to enjoy this moment now. And I know myself I can be guilty of that. So I'm buoyed by everyone's success and feel inspired to work on my own success. Sometimes when we see other people be successful we can feel like oh I can't do that but really we are equal to other people maybe we haven't had the tenacity or a gift in a certain area but there's no reason that we can't achieve within our own area and I think each of us have has our own superpowers and we we need to use our superpowers in the way that's right for us. And our way is not necessarily like other people's way. But when you see other people succeed, it's helpful to feel that you too can be successful. And we'll put the obvious one in. Cancer is my friend. And I believe in myself. I listen to my spirit. I have faith in myself. I accept all love and help. I continually love myself. Now we're going into stomach meridian here. So when stomach's involved, often anxiety is part of the picture. And a lot of people don't realise that they are actually anxious. And they oh no, I'm not anxious. But then if you ask them if they're a box ticker, they usually say, oh yes. So um, the stomach meridian runs like starts right under our eye in the centre. If you're feeling your eye socket, there's a little gap. That's stomach one. And it runs on your face and down the front of your neck and all the way like across your nipples, down your tummy, over your ovaries, if you're female, and down the front of your legs to between the second and third toe and actually ends on the, the small toe side of the second toe. 
No, that's strong. On the the big so the big the big toe side of the third toe. Yeah. So you can get pain or difficulty along that meridian anywhere. But also when you you know your stomach isn't working properly, it's like you're not digesting your food, but often you're not digesting your life. Um, we'll just put in there. I easily digest my life. Now, prosperity comes up here. Now, prosperity we tend to think of as money or finances, but sometimes it's about our health and our, you know, a prosperous life is a healthy life. So I appreciate my own worth. I trust that I'm of worth. And there is a money one in here. Money and I work together for our highest good. And you could also put in there my spirit and I work together for our highest good. Now, I was just checking on the Facebook group and we have a couple of comments that we might put in here. All right, so um, this is from Carolyn Cooper. My body easily restores itself to its original blueprint for perfect health, which is a beautiful affirmation. And also, I thank my body for working so hard to keep me safe. So there's also another comment here um, that, you know, there's the fear that we wouldn't be strong enough to be able to deal with it. So let's put in, I face my fears, I overcome, I am powerful. Even when I don't feel powerful, I am lifted up. So we're going into chakra one from this. Now chakra one is our base. And it deals with security, safety, survival and belonging in our family or our tribe. Uh, I easily maintain healthy body size and image. And you could put in there, I easily maintain healthy cells. Now, um, I've mentioned recently too that the book um, by Bruce Lipton, The Biology of Belief. And I think it's very important because we often wonder is you know, is the cancer environmental or is it um, genetic? And um, I think even though they say genes can play a role, if you read Bruce Lipson's book, he talks about how a cell without a nucleus, which is where the DNA lives, will still move away from toxins and towards um, nutrients. So the cells have their own intelligence. And so uh, it means that we are affected by how we think and we're affected by our environment. So it is important to have a clean environment, you know, to eat the freshest, healthiest food that we can eat. Um, and for me to eat it on time, and maybe that's you too, that we often eat on the run without gratitude and with stress. So, you know, having that um, small sacred space to eat in peace and also having time for adequate rest and, you know, to be out out and have some fresh air and and some exercise. So sometimes in our busy lives, this balance is a little lost. So we know then that the genes aren't king. We know that how we think in the environment is actually more powerful than what we're born with. So even though there can be cancer in your family, or that it doesn't mean that you necessarily have a death sentence. So. In any in Carol Truman's book, is she talking about even with chronic diseases? She says it's a distrust of the process of life and unwilling to change for the better. And so, 
you know, are we listening to our body when we get the little signals or are we ignoring it and wanting to plow on regardless? So it's important for us, I think, to um, feel that it's good to make change and even though change is difficult, that it would be helpful to make those changes and that we, you know, that our body doesn't have to keep shouting us with a disease, that we can learn through the experience of the disease to be able to really embrace life with both hands. All right. So kidney meridian comes up now. Now the kidney meridian starts right in the ball of your foot and goes around your inner ankle, up your inner leg, uh, up the centre, like on both sides next to your belly button and goes a little bit wider up into just under your collarbone next to your sternum. And it's involved in, you know, our energy production, our life force, our sexual potential and our fertility. So emotions that are associated with the kidney meridian are like fear and dread, bad memories, thinking about things, contemplating, impending doom, isolation and shame. Um, also here comes expanded importance of self. So sometimes we feel that if we don't sacrifice ourselves for the family, for the business or you know, for the organisation that we're in, that, you know, things won't go. And so this is a little bit unhealthy, unhealthy maintenance of our ego. And sometimes it's not all about us and we need to think a little bit differently about that situation. So six chakra now. So the six chakra is about our intuition. And all that comes up here is sandalwood. And sandalwood connects us to our divine purpose. I grow in wisdom day by day. And back to the first chakra and feelings of fear, anxiety and difficulty settling. So there's a reaction to something we're drinking. Um, Alcohol comes up and this comes up as a generational problem on dad's side, dad's mum. The feeling of being galled. And I sort of like the impression I get is um, being angry and justifying that as the reason to use alcohol. And that goes back to dad's mum's dad. And I love my body. I love my life. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be here on earth. I accept my divine mission. I serve with love both myself and others. And a little bit more generational stuff from Dad. A little bit more in the first chakra. I work calmly and steadily within my limits. Timeline now. Five years old. Fourth chakra. I forgive myself. I forgive those who have done wrong to me. Love is the purpose of my life. So I'm going back to the seventh chakra now. I'm in harmony with the universe. So I'll just go to the fifth chakra now. Failure to speak up truthfully. And cypress oil. You could just diffuse it in the atmosphere or have a little bit with you and on you and breathe it. I speak my truth. More generational work from mum and her dad. 
uh, feeling of crying. And often it's like so frustrated you could cry. And the base grid has been damaged. Age five. Okay, now I'm just going to... A little bit more stuff from mum and then we're going to check what we've done. Okay. So I am worthy of divine love and protection. I express appreciation for the gifts I'm yet to receive. I can put one foot in the dark and, and have faith that the light will come. I am buoyed by everyone's success and feel inspired to work on my own success. Cancer is my friend. I believe in myself. I listen to my spirit. I have faith in myself. I accept all love and help. I continually love myself. My stomach reading works. I easily digest my life. My body easily restores itself to its original blueprint for perfect health. I thank my body for working so hard to keep me safe. I face my fears. I overcome. I am powerful. Even when I don't feel powerful, I am lifted up. I easily maintain healthy cells. I grow in wisdom day by day. I no longer need to fear or feel anxious. Uh, one of my sister-in-laws had a near-death experience. She was hit by a car as a pedestrian and um, she was asked, whom have you loved? And she said, if you knew how nice it was, she said you would die tomorrow. So there is no need to fear what is after death. I think the only thing we need to fear is that we're not listening to our bodies and that we're not allowing ourselves to be who we're supposed to be. I love my body. I love my life. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be here on earth. I accept my divine mission. I serve with love, both myself and others. I work calmly and steadily within my limits. I forgive myself. I forgive those who have done wrong to me. Love is the purpose of my life. I am in harmony with the universe. I always speak truthfully. And let's put, I always speak truthfully but kindly. Okay. All right. So it's a little bit longer today again, but uh, I feel that some some good things came out of that. And I think you know, whatever cards were dealt with in life, often they are the cards that help us to be the most beautiful, wonderful people that we really are. All right. So I hope you make the most of your day, the most of your life, and the most of your body. So have a great day, and. Um, Live life the best that you can. See you.